Welcome back to Unfiltered, the football podcast. My name's Dakota. This is my co-host, CJ. How are you living, Siege? Doing good, man. Back after a little bit of a break. I'm, I'm, I know some of you fans were unaware of that break, and we apologize for the inconvenience, but we are back, and we're coming out with you with some great content, and we're excited to get started. Yeah, so that is definitely on us. Partially, we were a bit lazy. Um, other than that, I mean, we moved studios, which did happen, and that's super exciting. Our podcast is on Apple now, so that's also very exciting. Now, also, you know, with COVID and everything going on, we just got delayed by a couple months, and every year we're planning to take a scheduled break right after the Super Bowl anyway, and we just didn't announce it this time because we did not get our Super Bowl show in, but... This is officially the start of Season 2. Season 2, we're going to be making some changes. So the quarterback room, we're going to axe that. We're going to still do CJ versus Vegas. We're going to be doing uh, not a Hall of Famer, of course. And then we're going to be adding hot takes gone wrong, which every week there's a super hot take in this room that goes horribly wrong like CJ I think you picked you you locked down the Miami Dolphins in a win. They did not win, and we're going to be calling ourselves out on that. And that'll start when the football season starts, including our draft bust predictions, which we'll be doing today, and er, two early bust predictions as well. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Our first segment of the day, we're going to be doing a mock draft. Now, how we're going to be doing this is me and Dakota are going to take turns alternating picks, and we're going to do the first round of the NFL draft. Dakota, would you like to start us off with the first pick? I think it's kind of obvious what it's going to be. But Yeah, so if I'm picking number one, Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, he, as of right now, is the best talent in the draft for a quarterback position. Jacksonville needs a quarterback. It's a match made in heaven. Hopefully, we do know that he did sustain an injury to his non-throwing shoulder. He had surgery on that. Now, I don't think that's going to have any effect on him whatsoever. Now, with the second pick, who are you taking? Well, the second pick, my opinion kind of changed on here a little bit based on the recent move of the Jets. They traded away Sam Darnold. They're saying that's not their guy anymore. So I think it's pretty obvious that they're going the direction of quarterback and I think they really like Zach Wilson. I think that's who's coming off the board next. He's got a great arm, can make great off-balance throws. I mean, dude's a mini Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously, he's not on the level of him, but he has that kind of potential. Now, we do have to take in account that the Jets do have a new um, front office head, uh, head coach. They may pull a fast one on us with Justin Fields. It's definitely between the two. Now, Justin Fields, depending on what kind of offense they want to go with, could be a better fit, more mobile than Zach Wilson. And some may argue that he has a better arm. That's really... Zach Wilson definitely has better reads and utilizes his tight ends better than Justin Fields. And Justin Fields makes more spectacular plays. So you can't really go wrong with this pick, though, in my opinion. No, I think it's two great quarterbacks available. You're you're more than happy for them to be sitting in your lap at number two. Now, next up is my pick for the San Francisco 49ers. So, I'm going to take Justin Fields on this one. 
And the reason I'm taking Justin Fields is they're going to pick between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, in my opinion. They, they need Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he took him to the Super Bowl, but he's shown cracks with his injuries, and it's time to move on. Is it the smart pick, though? I don't know. There's more needs on that team than a quarterback, but it's really hard to pass up on such a talent as himself. Now, for the Atlanta Falcons, who are you taking? For the Atlanta Falcons, I've got one of two choices here, and I haven't quite made up my mind yet, so I'm going to talk through it. Now, do you want to go the direction of quarterback? I don't think so. I think Matt Ryan is doing just fine. Or do you want to take get some offensive line help in Penny Sewell from Oregon? He's a stud offensive tackle. Or even maybe even go out and get a guy like Kyle Pitts. Get get Matt Ryan another weapon. And I think the answer for me is going to be Kyle Pitts. I think that he is a stud. He is a generational talent. I don't see an. I don't see how he gets past five or six. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, actually. So, if I was Atlanta, which, you know, it wasn't my pick, but I would go with another weapon and try and uh, trade bait Julio Jones. So, I would go with a Jamar Chase and try and trade Julio Jones. Yes, people, Every if anyone's listening in Atlanta, they hate me right now. But hear me out. Julio's coming off a season where he was hurt. Every single week, fantasy owners were losing their minds because he he was questionable every week. He's not a red zone threat. He's a deep ball guy, which is totally fine, but he's definitely not a red zone uh, threat, which, you know, Calvin Ridley is. So if I was Atlanta, I would move on from Julio and go with the future with Jamar Chase. But with that being said, I'm picking for the Bengals. And... Of course, I mean, they need an offensive line, but Joe Burrow is pushing for Jamar Chase so he can have another weapon. And, you know, more weapons equal less time in the pocket. So if he can get someone open like Jamar Chase, he wouldn't have to try and make magic happen and be able to get rid of the ball. So I'm going to go with Jamar Chase on this one. As a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I agree with that pick. However... Penny Sewell would be awfully nice, giving him a lot of time. But if you go back and look at some of the film, now not a lot of people talk about this. If you go back and look at some of the film, a lot of the sacks that were on Joe Burrow were coverage sacks. He wasn't, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, they're fantastic. They make crazy catches, but they just don't get a ton of separation. They need a speed guy. They need a deep threat. And Jamar Chase is that guy. Yeah, so... Now, now you're the Miami Dolphins. You made a bust at quarterback, potentially with Tua. What are you doing? This is a tough one. I really liked Jamar Chase for them as well if he were to fall to them. However, I mean, Penny Sewell's sitting you're right, in, right in your lap. He is arguably the best player in the draft. Now he is an offensive lineman, and this is a quarterback-heavy draft. So this is why he fell so far. But Penny Sewell is a generational offensive tackle, and I think that's the direction they're going to go. All right, so the only issue that I have with drafting one offensive lineman, um, this is why I didn't pick them for the Bengals, is one offensive lineman is not going to fix your entire line. It'll fix one side, whether it be the blind side or the strong side. But to me, 
Yes, it, it you need to build offensive linemen, correct. But the Bengals didn't make any moves for really offensive linemen, so he would be useless. Miami, though, they have a pretty good offensive line already, and adding him makes total sense to me. I would have gone receiver or with him. If he, if he drops that far, though, easy money. That is a great pick. Now, I'm picking for the Detroit Lions, and Detroit needs a lot. They really do. They need a defense, but to me, I don't know if you notice this. This isn't a very defensive-heavy draft, and with them, they need a player that could potentially be a smaller Megatron, and a lot of people are saying Jalen Waddle because he's fast, but he was hurt, and there's a lot of questions. So I'm going to actually go with Devontae Smith on this one, who is more of a slot kind of guy, but him and Jared Goff could get it done over there. I agree with that pick. I think Devontae Smith is getting some unfair kind of bias against him. I think he is a generational receiver. If he can put some bulk on, then he could be absolutely legendary. And I think you will put bulk on going into an NFL weight room. I re- I fully believe that'll happen. Now, next up on the draft board is Carolina. They try to get Deshaun Watson before, well, we all know what happened. And do you think they're going to go quarterback here? Or what direction would you go if you were the Carolina Panthers? If I'm being honest here, I don't know that they go quarterback. I th- they just acquired Sam Darnold from the Jets. And I think Sam Darnold has been underrated his whole career. I don't think the Jets ever put him in a good situation. So I think Carolina is going to take the chance that Sam Darnold is their guy. And I think they go out and get him a weapon in Jalen Waddle because they just lost Curtis Samuel, which was a spectacular playmaker for them. He always came through. And I think Jalen Waddle's just got to be his replacement. Yeah, that that's not a bad pick in my opinion. It's uh I feel like Carolina needs a lot and an overall good pick. Now, next I have the Denver Broncos. And the experts are saying Mika Parsons, who is a defensive monster, but that to me, they don't need more defense. They build defense all the time and they need a quarterback. So Trey Lance is the best available at this moment. And I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Yeah, I think he kind of fell right into their lap on this one. I mean, at pick nine, Trey Lance falling all the way there. And I think it's kind of an obvious pick if he makes that fall. Next up, I am the Dallas Cowboys at pick number 10. And they they need help at on the secondary. And I think that that's an, the best secondary player in this draft is Patrick Sertan. He is the most NFL ready. He is proven. And I think he can go in and start right away and do an amazing job. So that I agree with that pick as well. They need a lot on that defensive front. It would have been huge if, I mean, maybe a trade-up. Obviously, we're in this mock draft with no trade-ups at the moment. But if, if there was a trade-up, maybe try and skip over Denver or somebody else and and pull a better player but yeah definitely good cornerback and they, their corners get burnt all the time so next up is New York who they need help on the line obviously uh Penny is gone 
So Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, who was a beast because we saw what Northwestern did. They had a very good defense and a very good offensive line. And I think it would complement their line for when Saquon's back. And then we got Mac Jones, Dan, or did I say Mac Jones? My goodness. Dan, Daniel Jones. And he, he needs protection as well. So I'm going to go with a line here with Rashawn Slater. I think that's a smart pick. Rush, I love Rashawn Slater. I think he is, I wouldn't say he's underrated, but I think he, it's arguable between him and Penny Sewell, who is the best tackle in this draft. Yeah, not a very heavy offensive line draft either. I mean, it's mostly skill positions. It's a deep draft in the offensive line. Yeah, I, not not many studs, though, I would say. there There's typically one or two will be taken at, like, spot three or four so but there is a generational talent I do agree with you next up we got the Eagles next up we got the Philadelphia Eagles I'm pretty sure you already said that um, I'm going to take JC Horn out of South Carolina he's a proven guy he played in the SEC and played very well and the Eagles frankly need help in a lot of places but I think a lot of it starts with secondary yeah, so he runs a 4-3. He's in the 4-3 club, even though he's, he said he'd run a 4-4-3 is what he typically runs. So, But he did join the 4-3 club. It's a good pick. South Carolina wasn't great last year. Their defense was their best asset. They just, I mean, he, it, it's kind of a no-brainer move here with what you got left. You could have gone O-line, but because, I mean, the Eagles just need a lot. The whole NFC East needs a lot of players uh, cycled in there. Now, the Los Angeles Chargers, this is a tough one because they have a lot of pieces, and then they don't have a lot of pieces. They got Justin Herbert. They got their franchise guy. Their defense is eh. Their skill positions are above average at best. I mean, they have good receivers, bad backfield, not a good offensive line. You got to build the foundation with the offensive line. I'm going to go with Christian Darshaw out of Virginia Tech. I didn't see a lot of film on this guy, to be honest. But what I've read on him is he was pretty good. He held it down for his team. He, yeah, I mean, I I heard he was a dog, but I can't defend that. You know what I mean? Because I don't know much about this guy. That's just my honest truth because I don't watch Virginia Tech football. I'm sorry. It's not something I don't watch their line, and I don't watch their defense. I I don't watch them, but to me, he's probably going to be a dog in the NFL. And then the Vikings. The Vikings also need some line. What do you think? And that's exactly where I'm going with that. I am going to take Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. I think he is a stud. I think he is underrated, and I think he is he's definitely one of the better better offensive linemen in this draft and they need it oh I get to pick for the Patriots oh man I hope they trade up I really do I don't think they will they need a quarterback they need a line they don't need defense and knowing knowing Bill Belichick he's gonna get more defense we don't need defense over there in New England we need offensive weapons and I know we signed a bunch but we need a quarterback with that being said, I would take Mac Jones. And 
Yes, I know we just had an argument about Mac Jones, but he is the best quarterback available in the first round at this point. Next up, I've got the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this this isn't necessarily a pick I would have made for them, but just for the simple fact that he has fallen this far, I think they have to take Micah Parsons out of Penn State. He is an absolute stud, and I think any team would be thrilled for them to fall this far right in their lap. Yeah, I I can't believe we left him out. That just seems irresponsible. There was just so many other team needs we had to fill. Yeah, I just feel like we really would drop the ball as a GM if we let him drop to pick 16. Oh, my gosh. That is very embarrassing. We're going to just move on to the Raiders, who they need a – they need defense, man. They need offense. They need They need Jesus at this point because they are not trending in the right direction. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to mispronounce his last name, so we're just going to w- go with Aziz. And he played out of Georgia. I don't need to know his name, but I watched m- so much SEC football. He was a dog. Georgia's defense was full of dogs, man. I tell you, their quarterback situation was really bad, but and their offense was eh. But their defense was full of dogs, man. And I would be so happy at pick 17 to take Aziz. Because, I mean, there's there's so many good choices to make. Now, knowing the Raiders, though, they're not going to pick him in, in real draft. I've seen the Raiders. They passed on Josh Allen, the defensive player. And I've seen them make the most boneheaded draft day moves ever. So, we'll see. And then we got the Miami Dolphins again. All right, with the Miami Dolphins on this pick, this might be a little bit controversial. Simply on who's the better at this position. And I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. Hold your horses. I think he is an excellent back. He's a great receiving back. He can run, runs downhill. He's got speed. I think he's the best running back in the draft. And the Miami Dolphins, that would just add to their Good offense, I should say. And I say good because, for me, I'm still questioning whether two is their guy or not, but we won't really dive into that right now. We're talking off draft right now. So the Washington football team has signed. They made the greatest free agency sign of all time with Ryan Fitzpatrick. With that being said, they're in the NFC East. They were god-awful last year as well. I mean, their defense, though, was really good. And if I was Washington, I would not add on my defense right now. Yeah, you can add, you know, a good edge rusher on the other side of Chase Young. You don't need to do that right now. You need to build an offense because Chase Young is not young forever. You need to just cultivate his talent and get him an offense that's going to get it done. With that being said, they could use they could use a running back, right? They're not going to, though, because they do have you know, Gibson, who was a stud last year. So they don't really need to split the back. They just really need to go with probably a receiver. And for receiver, I take Rashad Bateman. He's the best available receiver left um, out of Minnesota. He had a couple highlight plays. He he wasn't the flashiest player in college, 
but he was he was he, he to me he's more of a slot guy, and they could definitely utilize him over there in the slot or even as a deep threat kind of guy. Now next up is Chicago with pick twenty. Who do you have with Chicago at pick twenty? They need they need some help on the secondary. They already have a very good defense. Uh, their run defense is spectacular. Their offense is still not that good. They added Andy Dalton, but is he really that much better than Mitch Trubisky? But I'm going to take Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Uh, he's he's a really good player, and they um, yeah, like we said about Northwestern, um, they had a good defense last year, spectacular defense. They so I mean. It's really hard. Like I said earlier, um, Northwestern is, if you're picking a Northwestern kind of defensive player, you're in the right hands. So who's up next? We got the Colts, who now apparently have their franchise guy. That's another up for debate, but we're still in this mock draft, and I would love to just rip Carson Wentz apart. Yeah, I'm not going to. They don't need a running back, and that Najee Harris is still sitting there. I'm not taking Najee Harris yet. As much as I'd want him on my franchise if I was a guy, I'm taking an edge rusher for them. And to me, the best edge rusher available is uh, I'm Quitty Payne from Michigan. You know who I'm talking about. Quitty Pay. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of the bright spots on Michigan's team. And... I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of bright side to Michigan last year, and he was one of the few one of the few players that did give them upside. And Tennessee Titans, a team that seems like they have it all together, what could make them get over that hump besides giving Derrick Henry the ball all the time? Well, I don't think this is a big getting over the hump move, but it definitely helps and is definitely needed. They need some help on the offensive line, and I think they go Samuel Cosby with this pick out of Texas. And like I said, that's not the most flashy first-round pick. You're not going to sell more tickets over that pick or anything like that, but it's needed. They don't need to sell more tickets. So You know, they got Derrick Henry. They have a pretty good receiving core. I, I know the experts, the big wigs, are saying they're going to take a receiver. They don't need another receiver. They don't need more skilled players. They need guys who are going to get in the trenches, and block for the big man, Derrick Henry. Now, the Jets appear again. And this is a chance. This is the chance I've been waiting for. Um, so I'm taking Najee Harris if I'm the Jets. Because why? They have no running back, man. I'm telling you. they got Is Frank Gore signing or did he retire? I haven't heard from Frank Gore, but... Yeah, so I'm taking Najee Harris... Um, especially because you know you're not going to get another shot at him because Pittsburgh is sitting right behind you and they need a running back. If they don't trade up, they need a running back. The Jets need everything. So they got their quarterback. They got their running back. That is a solid first round to me. So without with that being said, who are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to take? Because they don't need defense. They definitely need offense, right? Not in my opinion. They had some losses in the offseason and free agency. Yeah. They lost one of their big pieces, Mike Hilton. He's probably the best slot corner in the NFL. 
And Bud, and Bud Dupree. And Bud Dupree. I think they go cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. I am, in fact, kind of surprised he made it here. I know he's not the highest-rated player corner in the draft, but I've seen him taken as high as 12-13. Now we're back to Jacksonville. Again, we're doing uh, one round, the first round, and we might go second round. I don't know. We'll get frisky maybe next week. We'll we'll talk more about that. But first round, the Jags are up again. And what else do they need? Uh, they still need a lot, man. So I'm actually going to go with uh, – the linebacker out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah Awashu Karamoa, and it's a linebacker, right? And the Notre Dame linebackers do have the the Notre Dame defense has a tendency to be grindy and good NFL players, not crazy good NFL players, but guys who can guys who can call to the bell, make it happen, real nitty gritty kind of guys. And now we got the Browns, who are an interesting because they don't need anything. No, the Browns are. It's really weird that we say this looking back to two, three years ago, but the Browns are in a position in this draft that every team envies, and it's their goal: draft the best player available. And in my opinion, the best player available is Christian Barmore out of Alabama, the defensive tackle. He was an absolute stud. Fell right into their lap, and in fact, they could, they could use him, because they just lost Larry Ogunjobi, and I mean he wasn't like a spectacular player or anything like that. He was just kind of a role player. But I think Christian Barmore is a great pick right there. We have the Ravens who need receivers. A lot of teams need receivers. Re- receivers are starting to become uh, more of a premium in the NFL, as we said. In unfiltered, I believe week two we talked about this, and I'm going with the best available LSU's Terrence Marshall Jr. He is not the best guy on LSU, but it's it's the best choice that they got left, and they have flunked the receiver race here, and they just they just really need a receiver super bad. So we got we're down to the bottom of the bottom of the barrel here. With the Saints, uh, pick 28. Who are you picking? This might be a little bit controversial just because of some of the receivers available. But I am picking a guy that I think is very underrated. If you watched him play in college, he had some health issues. But that is a guy by the name of Rondale Moore out of Purdue. He was an absolute stud. He made Ohio State look like a fool that game that they blew him out by like 30. And I think he's just tremendous. He's fast. He's athletic. And he's special when he has the ball in his hands. That's a, that's a sleeper pick. And that's like a Bill Belichick pick right there. Um, it could work. They also, they, I mean, trading out maybe. I don't know. They They have a tough draft ahead of them on what they want to do. If they just want to stay silent. Because the loss of Drew Brees has... It's going to put their franchise in disarray next year, in my opinion. They're not going to be as good. They're not going to be the Saints of old. Now, Green Bay, I hope to God they help Aaron Rodgers out. And they don't keep trying to build for a future when the time is now. So, with that being said, they should definitely build that defense up a little bit. 
um, to help Aaron Rodgers out. And I'm going to go with Texas's own Joseph Aussie because, again, Texas, pretty good defense. I mean, they weren't great this year, but not a bad defense, not a bad pick. Now we're down to the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs, and then the Buccaneers. So who do you have for the Bills, your, your man crush over the, with Josh Allen? I do love the Bills, and I do love Josh Allen. Now what think about it. What do the Bills need? They need pass rush. Pass rush is huge. If they can get to the quarterback, their secondary will take care of it. And I think adding a guy like Jason Awe from Penn State, he was also a stud in college, and he made some plays, and that will be really be a good addition to the Buffalo Bills. So we have the Chiefs who need, they need quite a bit, to be honest. We saw some cracks in that dynasty. Too bad we did when we missed the Super Bowl show, so we couldn't talk about that. But I'm going with Jim and Davis from Kentucky. Now, people are going to say, who is that? I'm a Kentucky fan. I watched him. He is an absolute dog. He is, my gosh, it would be such a good pick for them to really try and boost that defense that really needed help against Tom Brady. The offensive line is also in question, but they made some moves and I'm confident that they're going to be okay. They have Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be fine. Now with the final pick in the draft, first round, of course, is the Buccaneers. Who do you have? And finally, with the last pick in the first round, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2021 Super Bowl champions. They're getting most of their guys back, so this is kind of hard. But they could use some more pass for us on the edge. And for that reason, I am going Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. I personally think him being drafted this late is a bit disrespectful. I think he is better than that. I think he's a tad bit underrated. And it's a great pick for the Buccaneers. So now we got to ask the question, who's going to be the best player in this draft in your opinion? I think the best player in this draft... Uh, This is probably a very popular choice, but I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I think he is spectacular. But that's just talking quarterback. Now, the real question, who do you think the best non-quarterback in this draft is going to be? Um, I think this is the best player in the draft is Micah Parsons out of Penn State. He is going to be a wrecking ball in the NFL. He's got the NFL size, the NFL build, the speed of light. He's my guy. I would take, like, I mean, he dropped in our draft, right? But I would go Micah Parsons. How about yourself? Micah Parsons is fantastic. Uh, But I'm going to go with the guy of Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is spectacular. He's fast. And if you go back and look at the numbers, what he did with Joe Burrow that year, it was just unreal, the numbers that him and Joe were putting up. And especially if he reunites with Joe, they've already got that connection established. They've got that, and I think they would be a fantastic duo, and I think he's going to be a problem for years to come. Kyle Pitts is also someone who I want to watch. He is a matchup nightmare. He So it's very rare that we see a tight end like this. I mean, tight ends are so rare, like good tight ends. We got Rob Gronkowski, who's washed up. We have George Kittle, who is very good, starting to get injured, so that's and he's getting up there in age. 
We got um oh man, Kansas City. Kansas City tight end. Travis Kelsey. Yes, Travis Kelsey. So we also have Travis Kelsey and then it's kind of the rest of the field, right? I mean, there's a couple that are second tier, but Kyle Pitts will be a first tier guy. I think he'll be the best tight end in the league in three years. I agree with that statement. He is a generational tight end. Like Could you imagine though if he goes with Matt Ryan? Because Matt Ryan would have a good tight end and a good red zone red zone threat. I know I said they need to take a receiver and get rid of Julio, but if they do get Kyle Pitts too, that's not the worst thing in the world. No, I think that could really prove to be very well for Matt Ryan. And, of course, we have to do our thing here, CJ. Who's the future Hall of Famer out of this draft? I can think of a couple of them. Kyle Pitts being one of those guys, just because he's going to stand out out of in the top tight ends ever if he can stay healthy. And I think another potential Hall of Famer is Trevor Lawrence. Me and Hugh said last last season in our podcast, every time we brought up Trevor Lawrence, you were saying future Hall of Famer. Are you still sticking with that? I'm sticking with that wholeheartedly. Now, we're going to combine this right here. Who's the bust of the draft? In my opinion, I don't know if you're going to like this opinion because you drafted him to your Patriots, and that's Mac Jones. I just don't... He's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, but he was put in Disneyland on Alabama. He had an amazing offensive line. He had all the time to throw. And let's just talk about that wide receiver room he had. Like, every college quarterback dreams of that. Yeah, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. It's tough to beat that. Now, I have two for you. I have Jalen Waddell because of his injury. That's it. Because the number one thing is speed. He got hurt, and he had to have surgery, and he didn't look so good on the field. Now, is that I'm not discrediting him at all. I'm just saying he's not. I don't think he's going to be as good as he could be because of that injury. I think it's going to linger. Now, this one's really going to sting. I think Justin Fields is going to be a bust. He's gonna. I I feel that he's going to follow the OSU tradition at quarterbacks in the NFL. He. He seems like he's he's injury prone, for one, and for two, I don't know if he's going to be an NFL caliber. He'll be like a Teddy Bridgewater, RG3 type player. Yeah, and I don't think that's a bad assumption. Now, saying that he's going to be a complete flop, I don't think so, but no, I'm just I think he's got a pretty high ceiling. It's just kind of a wait and see. I think we're all kind of excited to watch him play and see what he can do. Because his arm is spectacular, very accurate. And our only question mark with him is really his decision-making. So hopefully getting in an NFL locker room with some great coaching, they can fix that up and he can be a great quarterback. It also depends where he goes in the draft, too. If he goes with the Jets, he has a higher chance of being a bust in San Francisco. Correct. It's all about the team. Dwayne Haskins' issue wasn't his on-field, it was his off-field. I don't think that's going to be an issue with him at all. It's just, he's very talented. He's a very good player. I just feel out of where he will be picked, I don't think he will produce as a top four quarterback in years to come. That's why I say he's a bust. The only situation I could see him coming in and performing like spectacular, or if any quarterback gets drafted here, because it's really put him in a great spot, is the 49ers. 
if they can wind up on 49ers, I mean, you're getting put in a good spot. They don't ask much out of their quarterback. They don't ask much out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And if I doubt they would start right away. They would probably still start Jimmy for a year or two, but for a future quarterback, the 49ers wouldn't be a bad place to be. Now, this is total blasphemy, like blasphemy for what we say on this show. I am a little worried about Zach Wilson in the NFL. I, I really am a little worried. I hope he does well because if he doesn't, then season one is just embarrassing. Yeah, we we love Zach Wilson on this show. Yeah, he's uh, if I was Mormon, I think I'd worship him. I I would give up their thing and then just worship Zach Wilson because I mean he's the best thing to come out of BYU since Doug Flutie. So, in my opinion, he, that's who I'd go with as who I'd, I'd I'd literally worship that man. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good looking guy and just he's got a tremendous arm. Yeah, Joe Burrow, though, man. Hot dude, man. He's a hot dude. Welcome to season two, by the way, um, <laughs> of Unfiltered, the football podcast. Now, we, we're going to take this time to talk about us for a second because that's why you're here. You're not here because of our content. You're here because of us, right? I hope so. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, that would be so great. So we're going to be changing things up in season two a little bit. We're going to be posting our podcast exclusively on Apple, Spotify, wherever your podcasts are. We're taking it off YouTube right now. Why we're doing that, our YouTube channel will be active. And we're actually going to start getting in TikTok. I, you talked me into it, CJ. I don't know how, but we're going to start our TikTok channel. I've, I've already got the page created. We just have yet to do anything with it yet. Yeah, so we're going to be... <laughs> Some TikTok gods by the end of this uh, off season. We're gonna get perms. We're gonna get some, I don't know, whatever is popular on TikTok. I, some of that pretty cringy stuff. If we really want to get popular, but yeah, like I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. Just you know, next week we're gonna next week we're gonna release our first TikTok video, and I'm nervous. We are going to make some. What are you thinking? We haven't really discussed this. This is the first time you really brought it up. Yeah, and I wanted to discuss it on air because I want the people to know what we're going to be doing on TikTok. So are we going to be going like for a comedic vibe on TikTok, maybe some funny sports stuff? So let's talk about our last podcast, right? We talked about beer and alcohol for an hour. So yeah, we're going to go the comedy route. If, if we took ourselves as seriously as I wish we would take ourselves... We, there'd be no unfiltered the football podcast. The whole thing is we're clowns, man. And that's what we're here for. So, I mean, we're going to follow the same vibe. With that being said, on the YouTube channel, it's not dead. We're going to be start. We're going to be doing a weekly video. We're still working on the details on what we're going to be doing. We have a couple ideas in mind. The Twitter page is going to get fired back up. And, of course, our Instagrams are always active. You can see our drip on there, and we're going to start releasing episodes weekly, of course, season two. We're back. We're fully back in action, and I'm very excited about that. I feel like today was a great show. Got to make some hot takes, talk about some not a Hall of Famers, future not a Hall of Famers, because this is all about the future today. We're going to start roasting on some players, though, probably in the next two weeks. Yeah, this was all about... 
really about the good side of players. We didn't really dive a whole lot into the negatives, but we will get more into that in following episodes. And again, thank you very much for listening to the show. You will be able to catch this. Also, we're going to be changing our day. We're going to be doing it on a Monday. We're going to be releasing everything on Mondays now. So you can listen to us all week leading up to it. So during the NFL season, we're going to release a Monday night show. Right at It'll release right after the game. And it'll be great because you'll have all week to listen to us and enjoy our beautiful voices in your ear, in your car, or however you're listening. So thank you very much. My name's Dakota, and this is CJ, and welcome to Season 2 of Unfiltered, the football podcast.